Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I'm your host Bella and welcome to another week of the podcast. I'm excited for this episode. I feel like I have a lot to say on it. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm sorry if you can hear noises in the background. Dad's decided now to hoover, which, you know, I've tried. There's limited things I can do about that. So there we are. But let's do, you know, a little life update. I'm okay. (laughs) Slightly stressed. I forgot that we went skiing on tomorrow. In my head, we went skiing on Saturday because that's when we start skiing. That's when, like, the skiing lessons begin. But no, no. We actually fly Friday morning, we're actually leaving tomorrow night straight after work, which means I have to be ready by tonight, because tomorrow morning I'll leave straight for work. Which is stressful, all my clothes are currently a pile on the floor, but I'm not surprised, this is always how I do it, and it will be fine. I'm gonna pack today, and that is absolutely fine. I had a horrible dream last night that I was trapped under this, we were in a mine, and I was deep down, I was trapped, and we were all trapped. And I had to run upstairs, run upstairs, go find the new exit to go get my phone because I'd left it up there with all my bags and I was scared I was going to get bored. So I left everyone in the safe enclosure in the mine because we were being attacked and I ran upstairs and got my stuff and then I couldn't get back down because of COVID and there was this lady in the lift screaming and screaming and screaming because she didn't want anyone in with her and a child because of COVID. And I was like, what does this dream mean? What does that mean? I love hearing about the meanings of dreams because am I feeling trapped? Am I feeling stressed? I don't know, but something, it was a weird dream. I finally, finally sorted out my doctor's appointment, finally, at long last. And honestly, it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And I've put this off for so long. I didn't realize this is just a little thing for everyone. Your phone blocks unknown calls unless you turn it off or I'd maybe turned it on. So all of these like doctor appointments I've been having, I couldn't understand why they'd be going straight to voicemail when I hadn't even seen them. And this is why. But I finally got it sorted. And you know, it was just a massive... You know when you do something that you've been putting off for ages and it was nowhere near as bad as you thought it was going to be, but you've done it now and it just feels like a weight's been lifted. I know it was only a doctor's appointment, but I've been meaning to do this for three months. And it just made me think of a podcast that I listened to, the On Purpose one, where he said, the thing that's massively helped my mental health is, and anxiety specifically, was when I have an issue, I sort it out straight away. If I don't want to do something, I'll tell that person straight away rather than letting the anxiety build. And I was like, you know what? If I'd have done that with this doctor's appointment, I could have got it sorted months ago. But instead, I just put it off, put it off, put it off. Couldn't, didn't really work out why the phones were being blocked and everything like that. And that, I don't think, is healthy. It was weird. So I would definitely recommend just sorting it out straight away or trialling it for a week, seeing if you can sort things out straight away, seeing what happens. And the doctor was lovely. She was so kind and really nice to chat to and it was easy and it was nowhere near as bad as that I thought. So this is your little sign, go do that thing you've been putting off for months because I promise it's not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be. Oh, another thing this week that I started, I signed up for this app called Knobs. So knobs is like, it, it's this, it's meant to, it's, I think it sounds for like no bullshit exercises or something like that. It's like, it, it's like a body positivity fitness app. So it has, like I'm doing the 12 week home program at the moment, the senior weights program, because they've got a seven day free trial at the moment. And honestly, I'm really, really enjoying it. I wasn't sure whether I'd like it or not because I'm kind of used to the gym and I don't have a lot of like gym equipment and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it. 
but all you need is a set of dumbbells and it's on your phone and it doesn't have all like it has like recipe options but without the calories in and this like that because it body image is something I've always struggled with I do podcast on it but don't really feel like chatting about it now but body image is always something I've struggled with and I find if I start using typical fitness apps or if I start using like my fitness pal and things like that it just gets a bit toxic for me all the calorie counting and things like that I start getting a bit I don't know maybe obsessive about it all and so this app, which is just focused on like the workout plans, it doesn't say how many calories you're going to move, lose or anything like that. It's not weight loss focused or anything like that. I'm really, really enjoying. And I like how the layout of the app is as well. It's got kind of affirmations when you start. It's got like little mental health check-ins. And I know the app is just in its kind of like beta form. It's been released, but I know it's not kind of like ready yet. There's still work to be done on it, but... I'm really, really enjoying having this kind of program. And it's only £10 a month. That's another thing. I'm enjoying having this gym program that kind of fits mentally what I need now as well. Because there wasn't something out there like this. Because I did think that I could work out without, like, without anything. I just thought I could make myself do it, do some videos online. I can't. The truth is I just can't. I need to follow a plan because I get, don't get very motivated. And having someone there with me and not knowing what's coming up, I find really good. I've also, after the workouts, I can do a bit of Pilates because they're more strength training ones. And it's made like quite a nice workout plan for me and I'm enjoying it. So I think this is a good thing that I've done. I didn't want to do it, but I'm glad that I've done it because it's something that I need to do. I know I can get a bit lazy with fitness. This is why I needed it. And I'm happy I've done it and it's good. No, it is good. I'm really, really liking it. I had the loveliest weekend in Manchester. That was another thing. I had such a good weekend in Manchester. I didn't feel... I feel like I haven't been there in ages because I haven't been there all of January. And now, now, in February, it's quite late. We're on the 16th already. Oh, my God, 16th already. But I had to just... It was so nice. On the Friday, what did I do? On the Friday, I literally just went and watched films, and that was that. And on the Saturday, we went into town, we went to an art gallery, and we went out for drinks in the evening, just to, like, pubs. And it was just, on the Saturday, we just watched films and went out for a roast dinner. And you know when you don't do a lot, but it's just really, like, wholesome and nice, and you just enjoy it? Like, I didn't come back from the weekend feeling really, really tired. I just came back and was like, you know what? had a really really nice time that weekend it was really really good and this is what's prompted me to want to do an episode on long distance relationships because it's hard like when I left Louis now it was kind of sad because I realized I won't see him now for another three weeks and I haven't seen so in like the past five weeks I've seen him once which is hard to get your head around because I know we're not even that far away from each other like I know some people do long distance across the world and that's mad that is mad, mad, mad. So that, that, what I'm about to tell you probably doesn't apply to that type of relationship. But I just, long distance is really something that's kind of, it's talked about, but I don't feel like there's a lot of advice on it. And I've done two long distance relationships now. Actually, all my major ones have been long distance, but this one with Louis, I think I'm, we're doing long distance successfully. And we've learned a lot from it, I feel like. And it is hard, and there's no way of denying that. It is really, really tricky. But there are ways to make it manageable and there are ways to make it doable and it's definitely worthwhile because I think there are also bonuses of being long distance. There are things like, I want to go into all of it, but there are definite benefits. There are negatives, but there are benefits of being long distance, I think, especially in your 20s. And I know I've talked about this before, but I think 
by being in a long distance relationship, you get to learn how to be on your own. I spend so much time on my own now, which I know if I was with Louis all the time, I probably wouldn't spend that much time on my own. And I think this is a good thing. It's a hard thing, but I think it's kind of trying to find the silver lining. I think that is one of the silver linings. You get to have this incredible relationship with someone, grow up with them, create memories, like have this relationship. whilst also being able to kind of pursue this relationship with yourself and understanding more about who you are and spending more time on your own and kind of being able to have some time just to suit your routine to what you want to do and being kind of selfish with your time, which when you're in a relationship, you can't always do, obviously. You're in a relationship. <laughs> but that's, I think, one of the pros of it. Not only do you get to pursue a relationship with someone else, you also get to pursue a relationship with yourself. And I think that's special. I think that's something that should be kind of celebrated. Quite often long distance looks down on because it is really tricky. But I don't think it should be. And hopefully once you listen to this podcast, you've realised it's not as tricky as everyone makes it out to be. You've just got to be kind of strong-willed. <laughs> Determined is what I'd say. So let's give you some background. How long have I been doing long distance with me and Louis got together in the summer um, of 2020. So we met in the summer, which meant in August. No, we met in July and we had no intention of staying together throughout university. We had genuinely, we were just like, I'm just going to break up in September. This is like a summer thing. Neither of us really wanted a big relationship yet. We weren't quite ready for that. Um, so when we were like dating and in the first stages, it wasn't really on my mind, the kind of, oh my God, we're about to have to be away for like three weeks for every time. We're not going to see each other all the time. He's going to uni. Is it going to work? Anything like that. It was never on my mind because it wasn't something I was doing. Like I wasn't, we weren't staying together. We were breaking up. So it was fine. But then obviously you date someone for like three months and then we started like, I was like, oh, actually, I really like you and he liked me and blah, 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 blah. And we ended up deciding that, you know what, we'll try long distance. We'll try it out. We'll try you going to uni. We'll see how it goes. If it's good, then it's fine. If it's bad, then there's no pressure. We've just got to be honest with each other. And I think this is one of the first key points that I want to make in this episode about long distance relationships. Going into it, you can't put that much pressure on it. Going into the long distance side of things, I think you also have to accept that it might not work. I think you have to be accepting of the possibility that it might not turn out how you expect it to turn out and that that's okay as well. That it's okay for it to not always... It's okay for it to not be as perfect as you think it's going to be. I think that's the thing I've now learned from it is that one of the reasons I think we worked so well doing long distance straight away from being able to see each other every single day is because there was little pressure on it as possible. We didn't really, we weren't really thinking about the end goal. Do you know what I mean? We weren't really thinking about what was going to happen. So going into long distance, don't put too much pressure on it. You have to accept that it might not work out and that's one of the things, but at least you're trying, you know? You're trying it out and that's a great thing. Not a lot of people would have just cut ties and that's okay too. It's not for everyone. It's a different type of relationship and some people would just want that want that person to be with them all the time and it is different you are relying a lot on modern technology you're relying a lot on facetime you're relying a lot on texting things like this so it is hard and i appreciate that so if you're listening to this and you tried long distance and you don't believe it works and all of this i understand because it's hard
I think another thing that really helped going into this long distance relationship was not only was there not a lot of pressure on it, but I also completely trusted him. I completely and utterly trusted him and I knew that he wouldn't do anything to upset me. And it was hard because he was going into freshers at uni, which is like the worst case scenario. Like imagine you just start seeing someone new and then all of a sudden you guys can't be together anymore because you're both going to university and they're going to freshers of university, which is typically the time when most people want to meet new people. And you're going into third year uni where it's going to be really, really stressful. So it wasn't quite the easiest of matches. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't going to be easy and we knew that going into it. And I think that also helped. Like I said before, it's that kind of mental preparation of this might not work. We've got a lot of factors against us here. We're kind of on different moments in our lives. Let's try it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And this was great. And there was that mutual respect of, I love you, you love me, but if this doesn't work, I'm going to be open with you and I'm going to tell you straight away. And we had that chat. We had that chat being like, honesty and communication is going to be the thing that makes this work. So if at any point you're not feeling this, and this is what I'd recommend if you're going into a long distance relationship, you have to accept that it's not always going to be okay and you have to be prepared to communicate your feelings. So being open and honest and saying, you know what, this might not work and that's okay and I love you and I respect you and I wish you all the best can help. And having that in your head that it might not always work really, really helped me. And it also gave me a trust in him because it made me realise that even though I'd been cheated on before, I knew this was never going to happen again. I knew this was different. I knew that I had to trust that this was going to be okay, trust the process, trust that it was going to work out okay. And that also instilled a sense of independence, I think, in me because it made me more self-reliant, I think, which is good. I think in trusting in him and accepting that he's going to be okay and he's going to be able to do what he needs to do and he's going to be fine and he's not going to cheat me, no bad things are going to happen, I just have to do me right now and make sure I'm okay as well. It made me more, I don't know what the word is, but it, it made me prouder of what I was doing and it kind of drove me a little bit because I was like, you know what, we're doing this and you're doing great and it kind of, it motivated me. Beforehand, I'd had a lot of trust issues in my previous relationship and it had meant that I saw things as a competition and I got jealous over things, and oh, I still got jealous, don't worry, like this time I still got jealous, there was moments where I'd be like, you're at a party, and I'm at home studying like five research papers ready for this exam tomorrow, and I'm jealous, and I wish I was there with you, and it was hard, there were moments where it was hard, but no longer did I see things as a competition, because I think there was more of a mutual respect there, and that was really good, that, I think that massively helped things. I think one of the biggest things that was an issue for me in the beginning was, it sounds so silly, but I don't know why, but when I was free, I expected him to be free. When I was free, I thought that obviously he'd be free because when we're together, obviously we're both free when we're together, so that would just made sense to me. But I'd try and call him and then he wouldn't be able to pick up because he'd be in class or he'd be busy with his friends or doing something like that. And then he'd try and call me and I'd be doing my own thing. I'd be at the gym, I'd be with friends, I'd be studying. I didn't know what I'd be doing, but... It took us, well, it took me a second to realise that you need to make time for things. You cannot just expect yourselves to be able to fit in each other easily. You cannot just expect your lives to slot into each other. It doesn't work like that. You have to make effort with it. You have to say, okay, on a Wednesday, we're both free. At this time, let's have lunch together. I'll cook something, you cook something, we'll have lunch together. And that's what we do on Wednesday. And you have to kind of make these routines. And I think that's one of the key things with long distance that's different to when you're just with each other. When you're with each other, it's so easy just to make a quick plan. Just to be like, 
oh, this is what we're doing today. Oh, are you free? Yeah, of course I'm free. Right, let's go do this. And it's all instant. It's all instantaneous. And that's exciting. But with long distance, you don't have that luxury. You don't have that luxury of spontaneity. You don't get to do that because life is busy and it's hectic. And that's how you want it to be. So one of the best things I would say is make sure that you're making time for each other. Make sure that you're making kind of moments to just chat and be with each other and spend that time because then by spending that time together you don't feel as far away and I think that helps by talking communicating again as I said is so so important in long distance relationships because it's really one of the only things that you have you don't have the physical touch aspect of it you don't have the luxury of seeing each other every single day so communication is key it's key you have to be communicating to each other or it's just not going to work it sounds brutal but it's just not so you have to be able to communicate to each other I think the other thing that's helped me is so realising they're not always going to be free when you're going to be free but trying to regularly talk on the phone because I know talking on the phone for me it's so much more personal being able to see someone's face on FaceTime and that's, that's changed everything having FaceTime having Skype, having Zoom having these platforms where you're able to speak to someone face to face is so... I don't, it's just so much better it makes it such more of a personal experience so take advantage of it take advantage of the fact that you're able to talk to them enjoy that like and try and do it regularly if you say we're only going to call once a week it's not going to be enough because imagine how much you'd see each other normally you'd see each other so much more I mean I guess this is also dependent on how your relationship is if you only see them once every two weeks then maybe one phone call a week is enough for you but for me personally it's not and I saw Louis every day so I would say try and make sure you call every other day I'm not saying every day because it's hard to fit that in it's it's just tricky and you don't want to become kind of routine about it like oh you missed our 3pm phone call how could you do this life gets in the way and you've got to be understanding and flexible with it and forgiving I think that's the thing with this all communication long distance you've got to be more flexible and give each other bigger kind of bandwidth to understand that okay we can't call today that's okay you're busy I'm free but you're busy now and I want you to enjoy that because ultimately you guys are in different places and you should want the per the person to enjoy what they're doing to the full. Like when Louis at university, I just want him to have such a great time and really, really enjoy himself. And if that means that we don't get to call today because you're going to the pub with all your friends, go to the pub with all your friends, please. We'll call tomorrow. I'll text you. It doesn't matter. I know I'll speak to you soon. And it's that knowing that we talk so regularly that I know it will happen and that gives me confidence as well and there's that trust in there and the mutual respect and it happens to me as well I'll be like oh I really want to go do this at the weekend it means I won't be able to see you is that fine like, I'm really sorry and I'll be like of course go I'll see you soon it's okay and I think this is all still building up from that respect for each other that mutual respect that wanting the other person to do well and I think that's why you get into a long distance relationship you get into a long distance relationship because you love them so much that you want them to do well and you realise that for them to do well, in order for them to really, really feel like they're pursuing what they want to do, they have to do this for them. And I think that's why... And I think that's why you get into a long-distance relationship is because you love someone so much that you realise that right now you can't be together because it doesn't make you your best version of yourselves, whether that be because you need that job you want that job so you're going to go for it and that's brilliant and great and that's what you're going to do or whether it's because you want to travel and they don't want to travel you're 
being on distance because that's the best way for you to better yourself. And I mean, I could have gone to Manchester this year. I could have gone and done my master's there. I could have gone and worked there and rented a flat to be near him. But the reality was that wasn't, that wasn't the right choice for me. I didn't, I was, I sat down with the thought and I was like, deep down, do I want this? Do I really want this or am I doing this? Because it will make our relationship happier. But do I want this? If I was single, would I be moving to Manchester? I was like, no. I wouldn't be moving to Manchester because that's not really, really, that's not what I want. And that's okay. It's okay to not always want the same things. It's just understanding that it doesn't mean you have to break up. It just means your relationship's a little bit different for a while. And the reasons behind not wanting it was just because I realised that my goal of this year is to save money. My goal of this year is to bulk up my savings so I can move to London and live there. But by living in Manchester, I wouldn't be doing that. And I'd be kind of supporting the relationship but not supporting myself and that was important for me so I think that's the other thing all of this really stems from really good communication and respect for each other but talking every day has helped realizing they're not free just because you're free doesn't mean they're free and vice versa I think one of the hardest things about being in a long distance relationship is that when you argue you can't instant, well, you can sort it out, but you can't just give each other a hug. You can't kind of do that. You can't just watch a film with each other. You can't just spend that time making it up after. You know when you have an argument and then you have those moments after where you need to make it better. You need to make it so you feel good again about yourself. I don't know. It's, like, it's a tricky one to explain, but it's like you want it to feel nice again. And there's like a period of time where it doesn't feel nice and it's not that great, but... I think that's one of the hardest things about long distance is that it's not as easy for that to happen. So I think one of the biggest things that I've realised in the long distance relationship is, first off, you are going to argue, it's going to happen. You're human, you're a couple, you're two human beings with individual minds. You are not always going to be best of friends and that's okay. It happens. The biggest thing, I think, so you're arguing, you're not always going to be best of friends and it happens. So let's say you have a massive argument, a big one, a big, big, big one. First things first, as soon as you feel yourself start arguing, stop yourself, because it's not worth it. Unless this is a big argument about, I don't know, if they've cheated on you, if they've done something major, that's different. But I'm talking, just have a moment and calmly press pause. And even if it means you just fall in quiet, but this is what I've realised helps me in arguments. Just press pause on the situation. And then zoom out from it and ask yourself, is this worth it? Is this really worth it? Is this worth the argument? Is this worth, I don't know, they've said they were going to go to the party, they said they weren't going to go to the party and they were going to call you and now they are going to go to the party and, oh, I don't know, that's a bad example. They said they could call you at 7pm but they're actually going to call you at 8pm because they're just eating their dinner but you feel like you've really missed them, you feel like they're not making time for you, you're annoyed, you're a bit jealous that someone else has got this time, not you. So when that happens, when you feel that little like bubbling coming up, just press pause, zoom out, ask yourself, is this worth it? Write down, why are we arguing? And look at the reason. And if that was just then, you'd have realised that we're arguing because he needs to eat his dinner and I'll call him after. And then you will have avoided a massive catas catastrophic situation where you've blown something out of the water because it wasn't worth it. And I think quite often in long distance relationships, a lot of big arguments stem from the fact that you miss each other and that you want to spend time with each other and that you're jealous that other people get to spend time with them, not you. And it's hard. 
it's a hard pill to swallow realizing that you're arguing because you miss them you're arguing because you can't see them every day and because you've had a bad day and you just want to talk to them and you just want to hug them and they're not there and I think that is hard because you kind of resent each other for not being there you resent you resent them for not being in the room with you you resent them for not being able to like spend an evening together you resent them for having free time together but you're not able to spend it together but as soon as you realize that this resentment this anger that's bubbling inside you is stemming from resentment of them not being here it's not actually because you're bothered it's because you're actually feeling a bit lonely or neglected or sad or jealous it's not because you're angry at their actions that massively massively helps your arguments because you can communicate that better you're not having to communicate oh i'm angry instead you're actually saying i'm feeling a bit sad at the moment i miss you any chance we could i don't know watch film together tonight any chance we could just do that communicating how you feel actually how you feel not just you know not just wishy-washy I feel cross at you for not making time for me because then they'll be on the defensive then they think they've done something wrong they'll be on the defensive and they'll be less likely to be understanding towards you so by communicating how you actually feel you'll feel a lot better and you'll get the response that you want and it will stop this snowballing I find often in long distance relationships arguments can snowball because there's no end point you know when you're with someone you're arguing you just look at them and you're like what are we doing stop it but when you're on the phone it's harder because it's more impersonal because you can't see them there and then and it's really easy to get fully overwhelmed with your emotions because there's a lot of kind of you might be feeling jealous that day you might be feeling anxious but again communicating how you actually feel and not how you think you feel is massive that really I think that thing that's helped me really kind of pressing the pause zooming out asking is this worth it no if it is worth it explaining it in a calmer way because arguing will not solve it I promise you arguing doesn't make anything better it just makes the tension really really bad makes it awkward makes you both miss each other more makes you both sad and I think that's the other thing of being in a long distance relationship you have to be mindful of how your emotions are going to affect others I've done this I felt really anxious before and I've been maybe withdrawn and just been like oh I'm just not going to text people today I just need to be on my own that type of thing and that's fine but you need to understand that you need to communicate that you can't just expect your partner or boyfriend or girlfriend or but even this applies to long distance relationships anywhere but you cannot just expect them to know that to be a mind reader because if you were with each other they'd probably be seeing that you were feeling a bit down and maybe give you a bit of space but they can't see you so they don't know that that's going on in your head so they think you're ignoring them you're making it into a them issue and they're going to be really anxious all day and that's not fair it's just not fair so this is the other thing again you've just got to be so clear about communicating how you feel you've just got to be so on top of things in your emotions that you feel able to communicate how you're feeling because then you're saving them a lot of heartbreak as well and a lot of heartache because you don't know what they've been through before. They might have, I don't know, this might be an issue for them. But by understanding where these issues are stemming from, you'll feel so much better about yourself and it'll be better for them. And you are allowed to ask for space. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't ask for space. What I'm saying is be mindful of the impact of how you feel if you're ignoring someone realize that they're then going to feel ignored and sad and anxious all day too and that's not fair because they're not the reason why you're feeling anxious so you really need to be good at communicating even when you don't really want to sending someone a text saying hi i'm busy today i won't be able to see you that much or hi i'm feeling a bit anxious today i'm not really up for texting i'll text you later or hi i'm just you've just got to be you cannot expect people to be mind readers 
And I think in a long-distance relationship, it's easy to expect them to be mind readers because you're used to seeing them every day, but you're not seeing them every day anymore. And you need to be kind and mindful of that. So that's my next top tip. So we have a talk as much as you can on the phone because it makes it a lot more personal. We have don't expect them to be free just because you're free, because that's not going to happen. Another point, not realize that when you're arguing, you're arguing because you normally miss each other. This normally stems from feeling of jealousy, sadness, missing each other. You're just not with each other all the time and that comes with its own issues and accepting that and asking yourself when you are arguing, is this worth it? Because it's going to cause a whole a massive amount of issues if you carry on. The next thing, communicating how you feel openly and honestly, even when it's a bad emotion because expecting them to understand why you feel a certain way isn't fair because it's that's not how you feel. And it's not fair because you can't expect them to be mind readers. So don't expect someone to be a mind reader for you. It's it's not how it's going to happen, okay? It's not honest. I also think another thing with arguments is never letting a bad feeling stick. If you're feeling anxious or upset about something, communicate it straight away because it's just going to bubble into something else. And again, they're not mind readers. They're not going to understand that you're feeling this way. If you're trying to text them in a certain way with no kisses to kind of indicate that you're feeling a bit sad or you're using punctuation properly and stuff like that. This is not going to work, okay? You've got to be an adult about these things and you've got to be able to control your emotions and communicate them so that they can help you because you should be in a relationship with someone that you love, like someone that you truly, truly love and respect. And acting in that way, and I've done it before and I'm guilty of it, is toxic and it's misleading and it's not respectful to them. You're not treating them as a person who is able to make mistakes, is able to not be a mind reader, they don't know what's going on. But as soon as you have a bad feeling, you've got to communicate it because it's not going to work otherwise. They're not, you cannot expect someone to know what's going through your head at all moments. So that's another moment. And I think a lot of the issues with long distance span around the arguing, not being able to see each other, the lack of kind of being able to spend time with each other every day. But there are some positives of it too. Few and far between. But there are positives of it. Like I said, you've got to, you then become get an understanding of how great it is to spend time on your own. You spend a lot more time on your own, so I think you develop yourself as a person and it pushes yourself to kind of develop different aspects of yourself. By spending time on my own, by having all this time on my own, I've got really into my podcast and my Instagram page and I've applied for unis and I've started running and different parts of me I've explored and vice versa. I know my boyfriend, he's got he's really good at his DJing and mixing and he's able to build his portfolio on that and it's just different It's different elements of yourself that you get to explore and it's exciting and you've got to try and see the positives in that because it is hard. Long distance is hard and there's no denying that. But by the fact you get to explore who you are and kind of pursue who you want to be, I think it's the only positive way you can really do that. I think you've also got to try and fill your life with other types of love. You've got to fill your life with the love of family and friends and excitement and people that you really, really appreciate that aren't just your boyfriend or partner or girlfriend or whoever you're with. It's not just them. By filling your life different types of love, it can kind of help you feel a bit less lonely. And that's definitely helped me, kind of, by spending more time with my family and appreciating that 
okay, I don't get to see you as much, but because I'm not seeing you as much, I get to see my grandma each week now. I'm going to go do that. And it's kind of understanding that although something's different now, it doesn't make it worse, doesn't make it better, it doesn't make it worse. It just means you can fill it with a different type. And I think that also helps you to feel a bit less lonely because you're focusing on something else. You're able to distract yourself, which is better. I also think being in a long-distance relationship, one of the key things is that you've also got to make an effort with the smaller moments. So understanding, filling your life with different types of love, spending time on your own is great and that makes it more of a positive experience because you're not focusing on the negatives. But you've got to always make it... I think realising you're focusing on the positives there... By celebrating the small things, I think it makes it even more special when you get to spend time with each other because you haven't spent time with each other for so long. I mean, this comes with its own issues because I think it can make you put quite a lot of pressure on that three days you get to spend with each other because it almost feels like those three days have got to be perfect because you don't get to see them that much. But I think it helps to think just how great it is that you get to see each other and you've got to celebrate the small things you've got to kind of make an event of what you're doing and that makes it more special I think you've got to make an effort to make memories and these don't always have to be expensive this is something I'm realizing when you go and visit them so when I was going to Manchester in my head I had it that I was going to go visit Manchester no I was going to go visit Louis who lived in Manchester so on the first few times I was going over, I was like, I want to do this, 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 this. I want to go to that art gallery. I want to do this. And it was more like I was going for a city break. And it was really, really busy. And it cost a lot of money. And it was putting us both under like a bit of strain when we first met each other. Whereas now, taking that pressure away, we might go to, we'll probably go to like an art gallery with one thing. And we might go out for some really nice food. But we're probably also going to spend Sunday watching films in bed. Or on the Friday night, we're just going to get a pizza and eat that. Or we're going to make dinner together. It's more about spending the little moments together and I think that's important, appreciating that you get to spend littler time together and so you've got to make more of an effort with that smaller time that you have. And I've enjoyed that and I think it's made the weekends me feel less tired, it's made them a lot feel a lot less pressured. So not only have you got to make an effort with the small things, try and make things a bit special so it makes them more memorable but also take the pressure away from it because that won't help anything. Also, key point, don't put too much pressure on the Friday you see each other. Because it takes a bit of time to get used to each other's company. This is the big thing that I have realised. You're so used to spending time on your own. And all of a sudden, you're with someone who you're going to spend the next like 72 hours with. You're going to spend a lot of time with them. And it might be kind of unnerving at first because you're not used to it. Because you've been used to being able to suit yourself. And you're not able to suit yourself anymore. So don't ever put too much pressure on the Friday you see each other. The first night you see each other... That's just getting back used to each other and being able to be with each other and appreciating that time. And I, we kind of have a rule. We don't book anything on the Friday. We don't do anything. It doesn't, we like, we'll probably just watch a film in bed. We'll just relax. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Don't go to the cinema. I tried that. You actually just sat not talking to each other. So it's not that much of a fun day. So would not recommend that. That's a much better hungover date. <laughs> but I think... I think that's everything you know long distance is possible I promise it's possible it's just a bit tricky but you've just got to find your way to do it you've got to find what your non-negotiables are you've got to find what makes it good my non-negotiables are communication I think you've got to be able to communicate how you I think the key things in a long distance relationship are it is hard but I think the key thing is that you've got to be able to communicate 
you've got to be able to communicate how you're feeling even when you don't want to communicate you've got to start thinking about how your reactions are affecting someone else how your actions are having a reaction in someone else that you can't necessarily see or be near to and appreciate unless they're going to tell you and they might not tell you because they also feel a bit nervous about saying it so be honest with them and say I'm having a bad day today I'm not feeling that great can we call later or I don't really feel that much like texting or I have a really busy day you just got to really communicate and have that respect for someone that if they can't tell you what's going on straight away or if they can't make something it's not because they don't want to talk to you because they love you they do want to talk to you that's a big thing understand they love you they want to talk to you they're upset that they can't talk either they're just a bit busy and that's okay too understanding that you have to be flexible with things understand that they're not always going to be free when you're going to be free understanding that you can't just let a bad feeling stick that's not going to happen it's not a good way to be and if you're arguing it's because you miss each other often it's because you miss each other so communicate that and realize make actionable things, be like, oh, I want to watch this film with you tonight. There is so much technology out there to support you. Take advantage of it. Please take advantage of it. And this applies to not just like long distance um, relationships, but also like friendships, everything. It doesn't just have to be, I don't know, is it loving relationships? I don't know what you call them. It doesn't just have to be like boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend relationships. I don't know what you call them. Those types can also be friendships and that's important too. There are, you've just got to be able to communicate. I think that's the biggest thing. Making an effort with the small things and making things more memorable really, really helps as well. And I think that's covered everything. I think I've covered everything there. If you have any more questions, let me know. But I think I've covered everything there. Long distance relationships are tricky, but they are good and they're worthwhile. And you've just got to realise you've got a bigger end goal that you're waiting for. And that's exciting in itself. So I think that rounds up that part of the podcast. Let's do what new thing I've done this week. I love this little part at the end of the week. It's forcing me to do new things and I'm enjoying that. I need the added pressure. Oh, one thing I watched that was new was The Tinder Swindler. Have you watched it? Because it's mad. It's actually mad. I don't know how... I, I, I just don't get how he's free and walking. I just do not understand how that's possible. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. But it's brilliant and I would definitely recommend watching it. I really, really enjoyed how it was filmed. I've watched the Don't Fuck With Cats and I didn't like that documentary. It was a bit weird for me. But I really liked how it was filmed and so I knew I'd like this one. And I did like this one so I would definitely, definitely recommend watching it. Other things, I finished my book and it was so good. It was so good. I'm going to do an episode on it next week because, well, actually, I don't know what I'm going to do the episode on next week because I'm skiing. But I finished the book and it was called Factfulness and it was a brilliant way. It was it was such a good read. It's, I got it on Kindle and it wasn't even that expensive. My granddad told me to read it. And it's all about kind of understanding the information that we're given and how not to jump to conclusions. And, oh, there's, just, there's so much to it. I'm going to do a proper, proper run through. But... It was really, really good to read, and it was really, really good to read in the day, in the time we are now, like in this age, with the, with so much misinformation being spread, and it with it being so easily spread on social media, with people advising you on things I don't really know that much about. It was such an interesting read because I definitely saw parallels. I think because of COVID, we've seen a spike in so much information and misinformation, and the way he explained it how to understand it and compute it and 
different mindsets to have. I think especially because I want to go into the field of science, this was something that I almost think every single person should read. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. It's by Hans. I can't remember his last name. He's Swedish and the book is called Factfulness. I'm going to include a link below because honestly, I think everyone should read it. It was brilliant. I've just started a new book called Wild by Cheryl Strayed and this has been made into a film. So I'm excited that I'm reading it because I'm going to watch it as a film. And it is a sad book. So if you're not wanting a sad read, don't read it. But I love the way it's written. It's brilliant. It's compared to The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, definitely enjoying it more. I think the writing's a bit better, to be honest. Um... But I will let you know how I found it. I'm kind of flicking through it really fast. So that must mean it's good. That must mean it's good. But I will let you know. Oh, guys, I hope I packed for skiing. I'm now looking at the massive amount I have to do. And it's already half 11. But we're not stressing. It's all okay. Oh, I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week. And I will see you see, And I will see you soon. I'll probably be recording this next episode in Slovakia. That's mad. Have a lovely week and thank you for listening. Make sure you're following me on my socials, you've got Maya underscore pod on Instagram and message me any feedback you have. I also should now be on Apple Podcasts. So if I am, please rate and review my podcast because it massively, massively helps things. I hope you'll have a lovely week and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.